This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider here on SiriusXM Business Channel 132. Hey, call us throughout the hour if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success. And we have Dion Simpkins and Dana Cash in studio. So we are going to be welcoming Dana the career talk way in just a moment. But let's kick off with some current news. So, hey, Microsoft Japan found that implementing a four-day work week led to a 40% boost in productivity. Also, they reduced meetings by implementing a 30-minute limit. Holy Hannah, I wish everybody would implement that. All of this saved costs in utilities, commuting, so they decided to make it permanent. Hey, what do you think about a four-day work week? 844-942-7866. Give us a call on Career Talk. But in other current news, maybe a little bit more local, we are welcoming Dana Cash to our team here on Career Talk, and we're very excited. She's got 15 years of media experience. She's been with SiriusXM for four years, and now she is joining us on Career Talk as our regular producer. So, so Dana, we're going to orient you to Career Talk in 30 seconds, and then we're going to get to know you. I know we'll get to know you a lot better over the course of several shows but of course our listeners want to get to know who you are so here's the here's a couple of things you need to know five things about career talk in 30 seconds we are a pg-13 show (laughs) i like that that's number one (laughs) yes even though Dion teeters on the edge at times we we really strive for that i'm more like pg-14 yeah yeah um we never say pick your brain (laughs) Unless you're referring to an actual zombie apocalypse, and we do talk about that on occasion. Never, ever, ever, Dana, dress up your pets. Pets are awesome. (laughs) Halloween is awesome, but they do not mix. So these are just things. Dion always gets first dibs at the pre-break quiz because he always has the best answers. So that's just, that's a standard. That means my answers are right. I'm going to fight you for that, Dion. <laughs> Every now and again, Dion, actually, Dion had a trifecta three three in a row once. That was like two years ago. Yeah, but it, you did it. And of course, we bring interesting and fun experts on the show every week. But no matter what our topic du jour it is always open calls on Thursdays at 844-942-7866 because we are here for the listeners. So these are, and if you're new to Career Talk, these are five things you need to know about the show. You're completely oriented now. We've been doing this show for over four years. It's the most fun hour of our week, and we're super excited, Dana, to welcome you. So here's five things. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What? Why did not get a welcome like this? Let's do Dion too. All right, Dion, you have to answer these questions too then. Thanks, Dana. Yeah. All right. 
Here's the first question. Does pineapple have a no. place on pizza? Yeah. You, <laughs> I know where that question oh, is going. I have a, absolutely <laughs> not. I am very anti-pineapple okay, on pizza. This relationship may not last very long. Any, any oh, question no. that starts with just does, does pineapple, I already know where it's going. I'm just kidding. I know Dion is, is very anti that too, but I happen to like it. All right, let's just stick with pizza for a second because oh I know you're going to get this one right. New York or Chicago style? There's only one right answer. Absolutely New York. Yeah, that's the right answer. See, okay, redeemed, good. redeemed. Can't do Chicago. Redeemed. Don't really like people that think Chicago's better. It's quiche, right? It's quiche. <laughs> it's quiche. It's, like it's you, not good. You call and order a pizza and they're like, okay, we'll get it there in two and a half hours. And you're like, what? It takes that long to cook. All right. All right. This is something Dion has answered and he has had the best answer yet. What is the worst thing you've ever stolen from somewhere you worked. <laughs> oh, no. The worst thing that. I've ever stolen from somewhere I Dion, worked. Dion, do you want to remind our listeners of what yours was? I stole gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you steal gasoline from? I used to work at the airport, and they, <laughs> and they would take care of me. So, yeah. It, wait, wait. They didn't take care car. of you. If I recall your story, you pulled up to the fence. Yeah, they I, put well, the hose well, through they, the fence. Yeah, they took care of me. Yeah, all right. I mean, uh, I didn't say they took care of me, like, you know, legally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my thing's so bad. I mean, I'd stole Nobody's is as bad as that. and highlighters. Um, I don't think I've stolen anything worse than that. I've definitely stolen Sharpies and highlighters, but I don't think I've stolen anything really bad. Okay. Well, we, we determined on that show that anybody who has a three-hole punch at home must have taken it from work. Oh, I did steal a three-hole punch. See? I told you. <laughs> I really did. I told I'm you. not even lying. I, everybody listening knows if they have a three-hole punch at home, except Dion. Yeah, because I got mine. From, I think my mom got mine because yeah. she's, she's just like all into office supplies. Yeah. Well, it's a nice one, too, that I stole. Yeah, exactly. See, I knew it. The three-hole punch. Everybody takes them from work. All right. If you were an emoji, which one would you be? Oh, probably the hug one. Aw. We, we love you already, Dana. <laughs> Dion? Um, can you come back to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. All right. What is your favorite episode of The Twilight Zone? Oh, no. Oh, go. no. Oh, no. I was afraid we were going to end nope. poorly. Yes, so I, I picked another one. Quick, I, quick, picked, I picked. All right. <laughs> so unfortunately, if you didn't have an answer to that one, Dana, and I thought you might not. Oh, okay. Um, We have a would you rather that we've asked on the oh, show before. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't, no, get, don't, don't get too excited. <laughs> oh, boy. Would you rather have <laughs> chapped lips that never heal or terrible dandruff that can't be treated? Oh. Yeah. So now you're wishing you watched The Twilight Zone. You know what? I'm going with dandruff. I me too. Dandruff. Yeah. Chapped I, lips is really uncomfortable. Isn't and, it and, though? And yeah. You can, and everybody knows when you have chapped lips. They don't always know when you have dandruff, so you can kind of hide that. It like hurts to talk side. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and you can put a hat on. Dion and Dana, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are so excited you're here, Dana. Welcome to the Career Talk team. We have a lot of fun during this hour, but we also provide a lot of current career tips and job search with experts like the one I am going to introduce right now. So we're going to talk about consulting, freelancing, solopreneurship, whatever you want to call it. But we know the gig economy is roaring, and that means consulting work is more popular than ever. The truth is there are many great benefits to being a consultant. But before you hang a shingle, renowned best-selling author Elaine Beek wants you to know that consulting has a dark side. Elaine is the author of The New Business of Consulting, The Basics and Beyond, as a consulting 
trainer, president of Ebb Associates, and a global leader in large-scale change and helping leaders maximize their effectiveness. She has published 85 books, 85, 85 books, <laughs> including the one we're going to talk about today um, and the Washington Post number one bestseller, The Art and Science of Training. She is a recipient of numerous awards, and she also has been featured on the Wall Street Journal, Harvard Management Update, and Fortune, and we could go on and on about Elaine's bio, but we're so excited to have her here on Career Talk. Welcome, Elaine. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited to be on. Well, okay. So I have to ask you about the 85 books, because I have a few of them now, and these are like massive books. These are like build your muscles, carrying them around books. How did you write 85 books? Well, first of all, I have a lot of publishers who come to me and ask me to write these books, so they aren't always my ideas, and they're all uh, nonfiction, so they're all about business, uh, leadership, management, consulting, training, teamwork, you know, that sort of thing. But how do I write them? I have written almost all of my books in two weeks, and I have taught about 20 other people how to do that also. It doesn't mean that you just sit down and say, today I'm going to write a book, and two weeks later you pop one out. You have to do the planning ahead of time. You have to have the resources ready. But anybody can do it, and I can teach them, too, if, if anyone's interested. So, so perfect. That's this, not really why we're here. That is not why we're here. But, hey, you know, if anybody wants to learn how to write a book in, in two weeks, you need, to, you need to reach out to Elaine Beek. She will teach you how. But let's talk about the dark side of consulting. It has a dark side, you say, as, as do we all, Elaine, let's face it. But let's, before we get into the dark side, what, what do we mean by consulting? I know there's a lot of different definitions. You could be a consultant with a large firm. You can be an internal consultant. But for today's show, I'm thinking about the person who's wanting to leave their company and maybe hang a shingle and go independent. So a lot of people call that freelancers. I've heard the term solopreneur, independent consultant. But so so that's what we're talking about today. How do you define it, Elaine? Well, that's exactly what uh, I was planning on talking about today, too, because a consultant is someone who has expertise and experience and can help someone else get the job done either faster with more quality or more efficiently than than if they tried to do it by themselves and and you mentioned the gig economy the gig economy is definitely hot and organizations right now see themselves as needing someone to help them be more agile um, and so the consultant can help that organization they're in they do the job and they get out and the agency or the organization or the client doesn't have to worry about paying them forever for skills that that they don't need any longer. Yeah, and it's becoming really hot because companies are now moving away from this hiring for headcount because of how quickly businesses and the market and economy are shifting, that they are hiring more for projects. So people who, who have an expertise, whether it's it's accounting or training or something in human resources or, you know, just pretty much name a business. Technology is a really popular one. If you're doing this currently inside a company and you're thinking, hey, I would like to set my own schedule or I would like to create something that's even portable. Some people are, are wanting a career where they can work from anywhere. And with technology, people can do that. If you're thinking about going that direction, 
I'm really glad you're here today on Career Talk because Elaine has a lot of experience doing that. And she's going to tell you about some of the things you may not have considered but should before you make the leap and also a bunch of tips that will help you to make your business successful. Hey, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Business and we are here live all hour at 844-942-7866. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we want your calls. It's always open call Thursday. So Elaine, let's get into it. Let's get into the dark side of consulting, as you put it. What, what, sure. there's, I know there's a number of things. So, so let's start with um, the most scary one. What's the scariest? Which is what? Oh, you mean to me? Yeah, to you. Well, actually, the, when I sat down and started my business 35 years ago, I didn't think anything was scary. Every time I kept coming up with a problem, there was always a solution. And so it wasn't scary to me. But I can't tell you what I think is most scary for others, if that's okay. And that is giving up that ability to have a guaranteed regular income every single week, knowing that someone else is going to pay for your your um insurance, somebody else is going to take care of your taxes, someone else is just going to let you know what you need to do. You just need to be there on time and, and you'll get paid. I think that security blanket is the biggest and the scariest thing that I hear from most people uh, when, I'm, when I'm trying to either help them make the decision or convince them that it's going to be okay. And, uh, that's what I think. What do you think? Yeah, no, I actually, I, I did go out on my own. I left my, my great corporate job at Corn Ferry at one point and went out on my own for a few years. And I would tell you, that is that is the scariest thing. It is, you're used to getting a paycheck, you know what it's going to be, but that will fluctuate throughout the year. Sometimes you'll have mm-hmm. a, a huge month and you'll be like, wow, this is great. And then sometimes you'll go two months and have nothing, especially if you think about seasonal work. If you're an accountant, you may be really busy in the first half of the year and then Things may trail off the end of the year or depending on what you do, you might find everything goes quiet between Thanksgiving and the first few weeks of January because businesses are focusing on other things. So so you really have to understand the seasonality of the work that you do and the companies or the people who are your clients and make a budget and plan for that so that you realize, hey, I'm going to make a lot of my money in these months, but these months are going to be a little slower. So I need to figure out how to budget for that. Hey, if you're an independent consultant, freelancer, and you've figured out how to manage the money piece, we want to hear from you. 844-942-7866. So yeah, that so the planning piece is is critical when it comes mm-hmm. to money. But you know, something else you mentioned in your your book was that you don't even want to necessarily think about doing this before you have 50 potential contacts. Um, and I think that's an important part to to the money piece. But what do you mean by that, Elaine? Sure. First of all, I want to just add one tip, if you don't mind. I think that if you're going to go out on your own, you need to have at least six months of money set aside that's going to take care of your living expenses. That will help quell that fear, for for one thing. And and by the end of six months, you should have money coming in. But um, back to the, the contacts, the 50 contacts. The 50 contacts isn't necessarily client, but they are people that you can contact and say, hey, I'm going out on my own. I'm going to start my own consulting business. This is what my focus is going to be. And you can ask those 50 folks if they can lead you to someone else. That's what marketing is really all about. It's about word of mouth. 
certainly if you've got a Facebook account or if you're on LinkedIn, you've probably built up some followers on that uh, on, on that venue. But you need to sit down with a list of 50 people that you could contact and say, I'm going out on my own. And you have to feel comfortable about it, too, by the way. I think a lot of times people feel uncomfortable. It's it's We have this uh, thing about I don't want to sell. But you have to sell yourself. If you believe in yourself, you have to sell yourself. If you don't believe in you, why should anybody else? Yeah, no, well said. And those 50 contacts, we're not talking about a newsletter you just blast out. We're talking about 50 conversations. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, and not necessarily emails either because I don't know how about you, but I get a couple hundred emails every day and I delete at least half of them without even opening them. Uh, so... You know, it has to be a one-on-one conversation, taking somebody to dinner. And and you have to do this all at once, and you have to do it – you should do it before you say, I'm definitely going to head in this direction. Yeah, and and the other reason for that is because I actually started two businesses. One did not work out, but great learning experience. (laughs) But often you don't know what you don't know until you do it. So if you have the opportunity to start while you're still working and to build something up, that's going to also help you quell that fear of of money. And something else, Elaine, that that really worked for me is is getting referrals. So I, I partnered with other people who were doing a similar business. And we would refer to one another. And I know that sounds a little bit like, hey, these are your competitors. And in a way, they were my competitors. But you know, one of the the sayings I've heard that I'm, I might screw up right now, but is that if, if, you know, the people who are all doing the same business help one another, you actually generate more more buzz around it and more business. And I, that's exactly what happens. So I mm-hmm. encourage people to find others who are doing what you're doing and find ways to partner and refer and and share because, you know, not everybody can can do you know, all this work in one month Mm -hmm. and they might need to pass it along. So I think that's something often people don't think about. Hey, 844-942-7866. We're here with Elaine Beek, who has written 85 books and has a long career in consulting and training. And she's talking right now about the dark side of consulting. So the biggest one we're talking about is you're not getting a steady paycheck. You're going to have to learn how to manage this. It's a little bit scary to kind of jump off the ledge and realize that you're not going to have the same monthly income at the end of of each month. So Okay, so that's definitely a dark side. And let's talk about something related to pay that clients don't always pay on time or, or at all. <laughs> right. Well, I've never been uh, been stiffed by a client, never ever. And probably part of that is I followed my own rules. The first rule that I follow is you should be billing your client the same day that you finish the project because that's when it's freshest in their minds. So they, they will, they say, wow, she did a really great job. And so we're going to pay her and they, they put it on through. The other thing is most clients have a 30 day paying uh, window there. So you bill them it might take another 30 days. And if you don't bill for two weeks, you know, maybe you don't bill for two weeks until after the project's finished, then your client puts another 30 days on there. There's 45 days where you're not going to get that paycheck and plenty of time for them to forget about the the wonderful uh, work that that you did. But so I, I guess one of the things that I just want to point out, if you worry about that, then you may not have the right personality type that 
can handle this kind of a, a, a of a thought. I, I, for one, have just always assumed my clients are great. I'm going to do the very best possible that I can for them, and then they're going to want to pay me. And I think it's an attitude in many cases. But I do know plenty of consultants who have not gotten paid. Uh, some of it is, is their own fault because they didn't stay on top of it. The day, the day that the bill is or the, the uh, payment is one day overdue, you need to make a phone call to the accounts payable and find out what's going on. Yeah, and some days you're not always working with large companies. Like one of the thing, one of my businesses, I worked with individuals, and so it was it was kind of a one on one thing, and so I didn't have that. Certainly, I put together a contract, and there were mm-hmm. requirements and all this fun stuff. But but when you're talking about a one on one, it can be a little bit more difficult because it's going to cost a lot more to get a lawyer and, and deal with it. And I have had a situation where I I was not paid, after which I started billing half up front and half after. And I've never had another situation since. But it does happen. And if you don't have some kind of way of, of accounting for that in your monthly finances, you might find yourself in a little bit of trouble. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM Business. And I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, author of Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. And we're going to go to Mary in Connecticut. Mary, welcome to the show. It's on your mind today. Oh, hi, Don. Thank you for welcoming me. Um, I just wanted to add to the conversation. You're talking about solopreneurship, going out on, the, on your own. And I actually am a vocational rehabilitation counselor. And I um, uh, didn't start doing what I'm doing right now until I was able to retire from a career, a 30-year career as a school counselor so that I could have the security of a pension coming in that allowed me the freedom to be able to do this independent consulting work that I do now. And what I do right now is I have four sources of contract work, one working with the VA, the Department of Veterans Affairs, where I provide vocational assessments to uh, veterans with service-connected disabilities. That's one source of income. The other source would be as an educational consultant for kids in foster care who have special education needs. And I've also um, partnered up with an educational consultant who is looking for vocational evaluations for their young adult clients, as well as finding um, young adult clients on my own in a private practice. So I've found it's been fairly comfortable for me to more than double my previous income by um, diversifying into a number of different pockets or buckets of money coming in. Yeah, that's fantastic, Mary. I'm curious if you had a plan to do this way before you retired or after you retired, you thought, oh, I want to do something. Let me think about what I could do. How, how did this come to be? My plan began 25 years before I retired. Wow, that is I, some uh, planning. That is Absolutely, but I was afraid to leave the security of my public school employment with a, a, a good quality paycheck, health benefits, and everything else that comes along with being a public school employee. But once I reached the age where I was eligible to um, get a full pension, and that was 60, I'll I'll tell you, I'm 62, I decided that this was what I actually needed to act upon my dream. And in addition to that, 
uh, one of my gigs actually fell into my lap. The um, work that I do with the VA, they, somebody that had a contract with the VA contacted me out of the blue because of a professional organization I belong to, Certified Rehabilitation Counselors Association. So they contacted me out of the blue and asked me if I'd be willing to uh, do independent consulting work with them. I had never heard about that, didn't know if they were a scam organization or if they were legit. Turns out they were completely legit, and one thing just led to another. And I can tell you right now, my income from both my retirement pension and my um, part-time work, because this truly is part-time work, is more than double what I was making when I was a full-time employee. Yes, yeah, so this is definitely the bright side of of consulting. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, thank you so much, Mary, for calling and sharing that information because I think that is that is the part that everybody envisions when they move into this direction. Is I have the ability to not only have more flexibility but also make more money for a variety of reasons. And so that that absolutely worked for you. You had a plan. You executed it. And something else that I think I took away from your story, Mary, is you you built a network and you paid attention to those opportunities. Because here's the thing, we, people are not out there just getting lucky. They're getting contacts, they're having conversations, they're talking to people. And when you say that opportunity fell in your lap, I'm guessing you had a conversation with somebody that you were talking to and one thing led to another and that, that opportunity made its way back to you. And this can happen for everybody. If you pay attention to what's going on around you, if you talk to people, if you have deeper conversations, this is something you want to do, that's going to be a skill that you're going to need to get great at. 844-942-7866. We are here talking with Elaine Beek on how to become a solopreneur, freelancer, consultant, however you want to name that. And we're talking about the dark side. And Mary just showed us the light side. So let's let's um, build Elaine on Mary's experience. There There is an opportunity for more flexibility. And let's just face it, more money in your pocket. But um, that's not always the case. So what, what, yeah, go ahead. It's not always the case, but you're absolutely right when you said that that didn't just fall in Mary's lap. She'd been out there. She had created a network. I'm reminded of a Mark Twain quote that is, the harder I work, the luckier I get. And that's true with consulting as well. I I am thinking about a person who lost his job with a large pharmaceutical company uh, because they were downsizing no fault of his own and he was really good at what he wanted to do but I could not budge him out of his office he somehow felt like I printed my my business cards I'm a consultant why isn't the phone ringing and you know you, you can't expect that to happen you have to do the work and the best thing that you can do to continue to have work is to do a good job as you do good work, people will recommend you either within lar- within the company, if it's a large organization, or to other uh, folks. My very first client was Johnson Wax back in the 1980s, and I can track almost every one of my clients back to Johnson Wax or one of my other earlier uh, clients. But that's, that's what it's all about. And so Mary's done the right things. Um, you have to you have to do the work. It's not so the dark side of this might be it's hard work. 
I didn't know that you could work 120 hours a week until I started my own consulting business. And I thought, wow, I'm working an awful lot of hours here, aren't I? And it is possible, uh, but the, the, it, the results are magnificent. She talked about her dream. And I think that if you have a dream to be a consultant, you certainly need to pay attention to both the positive sides as well as the, the dark side. Uh, that's my publicist's words, and she, she has a sense of humor for sure. <laughs> but um, I, think, I think that if you pay attention to those things and you put a plan together ahead of time, you can't fail. If you're good at what you do, organizations need your skills. They need you. So, you know, the dark side is, yeah, there might not be money, but you don't, it doesn't have to be a dark side. It can be all sunshine and roses if you are out there figuring out what it is that you want to do. You know, Mary also mentioned something else, and that is that she has several income streams. That's the other thing. You have to make a decision about, am I going to focus there on just one thing and go very deeply, or if I'm, am I going to have several income streams? Because that can help for those times that you mentioned earlier, Dawn, uh, those times when work might be a little bit slow uh, be- between now and the first of the year. I've never had a slow time because I've had other ways to be able to provide services to my clients. That wouldn't be the typical kind of thing. I mean, a lot of organizations say, oh, well, it's really slow between Thanksgiving and first of the year because you, you know, everybody's out and whatever. Well, the company doesn't stop working. People are still working. They're still doing things. You just have to figure out how to sell your services a little bit differently during that time. Yeah, and I think we're... Time off yourself. (laughs) Yeah, the the market is ripe for this, and I think people need to figure out what works for them. I love your book because it provides a number of worksheets, assessments, models, and and all these different things that people can really think about what's going to work for them. And, And another kind of take on how you can do this and feel a little bit more secure is perhaps a portfolio career. So maybe you find a part-time job where you do get a steady monthly income and maybe even benefits or or some type of of security that comes within that part-time job. And you do consulting on the side so that you can build up your business. Or maybe you keep that. You keep your anchor job and it it gives you the security Mm -hmm. you need to feel like you can pay your bills while doing great work. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. And if this is something you've always been thinking about, then pick up one of Elaine's books. You'll get a lot of great information. Start talking to people who are doing it and start figuring out how it can work for you. There's no one way to do this. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM 132, and it is time to go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz. So, the city of La Paz, Bolivia, doesn't have a fire department. Why is this? Why does La Paz not have a fire department? If you think you know, you can give us a call right now at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and you're listening to Career Talk. We'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio. Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We're here on SiriusXM Business Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I am 
a licensed psychologist, former court recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. We are here with Elaine Beek, who has a number of books and has been in the consulting business for 35 years. We're talking about the dark side of consulting, but of course, also the bright side, because if you're thinking of being a freelance professional, going the solopreneur route, today's show is all for you, and we would love to hear from you at 844-942-7866. And Elaine, where can people find you after the show if they'd like more information? Sure. My email address is elaine at elainebeek.com. Uh, the Elaine is E-L-A-I-N-E at Elaine Beek. That's E-L-A-I-N-E-B-I-E-C-H. So Fantastic. And we are going to yeah. go right back to the phones here on Career Talk with Sharon in Chicago. Welcome to the show, Sharon. What's on your mind today? Hi. Thank you, Don. Um, big fan of your show. Pleasure to meet you, Elaine. I was wondering, based on Elaine's background, uh, author, and um, the number of books that she's written, Hanging Her Own Shingle, I'm in the process of, I'm still in corporate America, so I'm in the process of defining that vision and finishing my book, and as a result of setting some goals, you know, next five years or so, I've surrounded myself with a network of people who have already done that, are either, you know, right on the edge of Elaine's place or, or at where Elaine's at. And one question, common thing that we talk about is how do you take being published, your uh, world of expertise, and speak about it, right? Everyone's passionate about uh, what they know, and so they want to share those passions and insights, but they want to get paid for it. And that is one piece when we get together as a network group where we'll huddle and try to support each other, um, paid speaking engagements as part of your um, entrepreneurship is something I would love to get Elaine's thoughts on. I don't know if this is something that you've mastered or you're in the process of working on as well. I'm sure being published 85 books, your uh, thought leadership is in high demand. Uh, so just curious, uh, yeah. any specific thoughts or advice around um, leveraging what you do and turning that into a paid speaking engagement? It's a great, great question, Sharon. And just to clarify, so you do you get a lot of offers for free speaking engagements? Is that part of the challenge? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. Elaine, what is your advice for Sharon? Well, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm the right person to ask because I don't do public. I mean, I do public speaking, but that's not one of my income streams that I focus on. There are uh, lots of good organizations out there that you can join that would help you do that. But quite honestly, I want to do the work. I do not want to just talk about it to a thousand people. I want to connect with 20 people in a room or I want to connect one-on-one with a leader as I coach him or her to be a better leader. I made those decisions about 20 years ago because I did start down that route. And while it may sound like a a great thing to do, um, it wasn't for me. It was not what I wanted to do. I really wanted to be that hands-on person that connected with people. I think that um, you'll probably have to uh, join a a firm that will help you, uh, an agency that will help you find and place you for for work. You're going to have to have some good um, videotapes of yourself doing uh, good speeches. And again, word of mouth is another good way to to be able to do that. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm not the person. I can give you those generalities, but I'm afraid I'm not the person. Yeah, uh, because that is not my income stream. Well, and I'm going to jump in here because Sharon, I've I've I totally get your pain, and um, I get to ask I get asked to speak for free quite a bit. And while I love my topic and I love talking about switchers, 
one of the things you have to realize is you you there's only so many so many hours in the day and free lunches and and coffee and other kind of non-payments <laughs> don't pay the rent. So so here's what I started doing and um you know something you might want to try. I I definitely will do free speaking engagements, but usually only about once a month. And it depends if it's a webinar, if I have to travel somewhere. But I can't do more than that because it just has become too much. I have to take off of work. I have to, you know, do a lot of things to do it. So I think one of the things is mindset is you have to get into a habit of saying no, or you need to find alternative things that may be helpful for you. So for example, if an organization will buy 150 of your books, is that something that is worth your time to do? Or is there an opportunity for you to create a, um, you know, a webinar maybe that has the core about your book that you can maybe ask an organization to purchase for a lower fee and then do a Q&A after? So there's, there's a lot of different ways. And I know there are a lot of charitable organizations or associations that just don't have the budget. But um, I think so step one is is tapering off that. Step two would be kind of what Elaine was alluding to is look at your network and start to figure out how what you're doing fits in with with different businesses, with different associations, and start putting together a one-page overview of how your training session or speaking engagement will help their team, help their employees. Because a lot of organizations have team days or quarterly meetings or other things where they're looking for speakers. And let's face it, some of these big corporations have a lot of money to put towards these things. And I think if you can find out where your niche is in those different organizations, you might find that you get a lot of opportunities and maybe all you need is one a month to really supplement your income. So that would be some of my advice for for looking for those paid gigs. Two things. One, you have to kind of, in some ways, decrease the non-paid ones unless, unless there's going to be an audience there that could lead to paid business. And two, start to figure out where your topic fits with some of these companies and corporations who are doing team days and other types of trainings. You probably have a lot of people in your network who work in large organizations that you can tap into who may not even know you want to do this and might say, hey, yeah, we do this all the time. We, we bring in speakers and we pay them a lot of money. So you should be on that list. Hey, thank you so much, Sharon, for giving us a call at Career Talk. If you are a solopreneur, you want to be a solopreneur, you're afraid to be a solopreneur, we want to hear from you at 844-942-7866. We're here with Elaine Beek, who is the author of 85 books and has a lot of insights and expertise around how to set up your own independent gig. So we're talking about Elaine's book. We're talking about the dark side of consulting, but also how to overcome that. And so Elaine, there's there must be a certain personality that is going to do well as an independent. What what are some of those traits or qualities that you see in people who tend to do really well in this type of ambiguous, self-driven environment? Well, you're absolutely right, because it does take a certain personality. And quite honestly, I I believe that most clients will hire you more for your personality than 
what you have behind you more than like your expertise. They, they want to connect with you. It's amazing that in this day and age, people really want that connection. So I think, you know, one thing is that you have to be the kind of person that believes that you can always influence the results, that you can do anything you set your mind to do, um, it, that you don't become frustrated or easily because, you know, that's what this, this session has been about is talking about all those dark sides. Well, they're there, but you can't get frustrated. You have to be able to figure out what you need to do. I think another thing is I, the person who's the most successful is a person who thrives on challenges. I cannot begin to tell you how many times I've said, yes, I can do that, and then go back to my office and say, okay, I said yes. Now, how am I going to do that? That's a challenge. How am I going to uh, be able to get do what my client wants me to do. I think there, there's a need for a higher energy level than most people have. And that, that along with that higher energy level, it's a person who can change the course of action if something isn't working. You know, everything doesn't work out the first time you try. You mentioned that you had uh, started a business that didn't work out. Well, you learned from that. You learned a ton from that. We learn more from our mistakes than than when something goes real smoothly and look at you now you have a, a different you had another business you have a, published a book and you're a success so you have to be able to change a course of action if something's not not working and then finally I, I think it's a person who can balance the big picture and the details of a business at the same time you, you can't just say okay today I'm gonna just focus on the big picture and my goals for five years from now no, no, no. You have to think about the details at the same time. What are the details that are going to get me there? Um, so, so those are just, I think, a few things. I, and if you look at those things, I think they would say they measure the kind of entrepreneur you could be. I, I have a self-assessment for how to be uh, or the skills that are required for being an entrepreneur. And I'd be more than happy to send that to anybody who emails it emails me and i'll get that to them so yeah do do tell the email again now that you've mentioned it how how can people get that assessment it's elaine at elainebeak.com and and we can tweet that out as well so we we can tweet your your name and your email out so that people can just go to my twitter at dr don graham and we will we will tweet out that information i want to talk about marketing because i find and you know, still find now that I have a book that marketing is central. Like no matter what your consulting business, if you're a coach, if you're in accounting, marketing is so incredibly important. And that might mean you have to get up to speed with the technology that that is the latest and greatest. That might I mean it's not about business cards. It's really about learning technology these days. What, what is your greatest tip around marketing, Elaine? Well, well, you're absolutely right. The, the, the biggest tip, and it's the one that I think people have to remember all the time, and that is that there's only one time to market, and that is all the time. Everything you do is marketing. So when you build a relationship with a client or you meet someone new, you're marketing you. You're marketing your skills, and you, you just need to pay attention to that. Too often people will be sort of mired in a, in a huge project that's really, really important to them last six months. And at the end of the six-month project, they go, oh, my gosh, I didn't market during those six, six months, and now I don't have any, any work. So I think the biggest tip as far around technology, though, would be to pick one area and focus on that, whether it's LinkedIn or whether it's Facebook or whatever. You can't do 
a lot of people try doing every single one of them, but I think it's most important to just focus on one thing, especially if you are a solopreneur. If once you build a business and you have five or six employees or 12 or 20 or 50, then fine, start spreading out. Um, I, I think another thing is to you just need to get yourself in front of of people, whether it's um, an article, if, if you're not haven't written a book or don't intend to write a book, um, you can start a blog. You can uh, do uh, just an article in a, a magazine that you think your clients that you're focused on are going to want. And that, that's another thing about marketing is you need to figure out who you want as clients. You don't sit back and wait for clients to call you, and you, then you go after them um, in many different ways, technology, personal phone calls, uh, meeting them, uh, speaking at, at associations, which, which I do, um, those kinds of things will get you in front of people. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. And Elaine, we're going to go answer our pre-break quiz. When we come back, I want to do speed rounds, and I'll tell you what that is when uh, when we get back. But, of course, we're going to go to Dion right now. Hey, Dion, why does La Paz not have a fire department? I'm going to say because they use the fire, part, the fire department of, of the town next door. Ooh, so they, they mooch off the next door yeah. <laughs> taxpayers. <Why not? laughs> I mean, that's a bad idea? No, I mean, it's a capital city, though. You would think a, a capital city would have Well, a... you didn't tell it was a capital city. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know geography. I'm, I'm a radio guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, it's a capital city. Does that change your answer? <laughs> no, because I don't have anything else. Okay. I was I was, I was I was leaning on that one. Well, then we're going to Dana. Mm. I guess I would say, I mean, they just don't have the funding. Maybe they train a certain amount of people to know how to, I, I don't know. <laughs> they train no their funding. Inhabitants. No funding. Everybody gets fire training. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> fire training for all. Just everybody I like it. putting up fires. Yeah. <laughs> They're all on the fire department. That's awesome. Um, no, but La Paz, yep. This La Paz, this is interesting. La Paz is known as the fire resistant city because it's at a height of nearly twelve thousand feet above sea level. It is one of the highest cities in world in the world, and the altitude means that there's about one third as much oxygen as sea level, making it extremely hard to even start a fire, let alone keep one going. So, extremely hard does not mean impossible. So if they if something catches on fire, mm-hmm. that's why they've trained all stuck. their people. Everybody's <laughs> trained. Everybody's trained. trained. <laughs> Everybody's a fire extinguisher in La Paz. Yeah, I know. I thought that was actually pretty interesting. Oh, and I should tell you that came from Beth Hendler Grunt, one of our other regular guests. Um, Dion, she she gave yeah. you a bunch of pre-break quizzes in in her uh, little card to you. So hey, eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. All right, let's go to speed round. So we just have a few minutes left on the show, Elaine, and I want to do a speed round, which is let's just fire away some great advice that we have for people who are thinking about being a solopreneur or a freelancer. And I know you've got a a great list that you sent me and I jotted down a few things. Um, And so we're just going to kind of go back and forth and we're going to just do all these great tips in a short amount of time. So 
just to just to kind of kick us off, I will I will go. Here's here's my first one. Um, think about fixed versus hourly pricing. You'll always end up doing more than you plan for. And or clients will change their minds. So so do if you do hourly or daily, that can actually save you a lot of money in the long run. All right, Elaine, you're up. Quick tip. So do you want me to give you a different tip? Not yep, that one. different tip. Is that right? Different okay, tip. Well, I think you need to charge the price that allows you to get the job done with superior quality. The number one mistake that I see every new consultant do is they are not charging enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good one. And I'm going to say on that note, don't discount, rather add more value. So if, if you have um, somebody who is asking you for a discount, once you get into that habit, then all of a sudden you start to do it all the time. So if, instead of discounting, add something to the service, say, you know, this is the price, but because you're friends and family or because you're, you know, a, a referral, yeah. repeat business, add something that they get for extra. All right. Elaine. I'm going to add one more sentence to what you said, and you're going to get a very bad reputation if you start discounting. Don't do it. If they don't have the money, what can they take away? Okay, so mine is um, go for the big fish. You'll spend the same amount of time baiting the hook. And what I mean by that is going after the large companies. I think people who first get into consulting think are afraid to go to a large company so they'll go to a smaller company but the problem there is the small company doesn't have as much money to spend on you they won't have as much repeat business go for that big company they have an opportunity to give you work immediately and they're willing to take a chance on you Yep, great one. And I'm going to go back to uh, learn to say no. So this kind of tags on to what our caller Sharon talked about earlier is that she keeps getting asked. She's done tons of free speaking and she can't kind of cut over to that threshold of being paid. So sometimes you're going to have to say no and um, go for, like you're saying, the bigger clients who can pay the money. And, um, you know, that's just one of the things that's really difficult when you're in a service business, because when you're in a service business, you're going to get a lot of people saying, hey, can we just grab lunch and and let me pick your brain but that is not a phrase that you should ever use with somebody who provides a service this is they've spent (laughs) 20 years becoming an expertise in this and a you know a hamburger and fries ain't gonna cut it all right elaine great um i'm going to say manage your time well it's the most valuable resource that you have you just have to think about where you're going to spend your time every single day and make sure that it pays off on what it is that you need to get done Fantastic. Um, here's find ways to automate things, especially if you're a solopreneur. Invoices, accounting, responses to common inquiries that you get via email. Find an app. Find you know write a standard paragraph that you could just cut and paste. But you your time, as you mentioned, is so important. So find ways to automate. Yes, it will take a little bit more time to get those things set up, but you will be so happy once you do. <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to say the project will end, your relationship will not. Stay in touch with all of those clients who you did work with. Make sure that you stay till the end and do the job perfectly. Even if you've got another new client ready and raring to go, do a good job for that client and then stay in touch after it. It doesn't hurt a month later to shoot them a quick note and say, hey, how are things going? Any questions? Uh, they will know that you care and you will be on their top on the top of their list to 
call you back again when a new project starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one. Register as an LLC. You definitely mm-hmm. want to separate. It doesn't matter how big or small your business is. You definitely want to separate your personal assets from your professional assets. It's not that much money. It's once a year. You have to renew it. Uh, maybe you open up a separate bank account to you, depending on the state you're in. But do that because should something happen, should you get sued, you never know. You don't want your personal assets on the line. You want those to absolutely be separate. It's a much easier process than most people imagine. So just get her done, Elaine. Yep, I would. I would agree. Did you Did you write my book? <laughs> no, but I, I read your book, and I at least I learned all of these the hard way. Trust me when I say my my education in this was very expensive. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so my uh, next tip goes back to what Mary said. She waited until she was 60 to start her business and then found out that she could make twice as much as what she was working uh, at work. There was a McKinsey report that came out last year that said that 75% of all consultants were making more or more or at least the same amount of income that they did in a traditional role. So coming from that, I don't believe anyone should have to get up and go to work in the morning. You should get up and go to play. Do what you love and find a way to do it. Life is way, way, way too short to be doing something you don't like. And what a fabulous way to end the show, Um, Elaine. You have a great quote in your book from Helen Keller. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And I love, love, love that. Elaine, it's been fantastic having you on the show. I I have to say one more thing. Please pay quarterly taxes. If you have your own business, you'll be happy you did. Um, We we loved having you here. Best of luck with, with your newest book. And of course, Dion and Dana, we're excited. We're starting a new chapter here on Career Talk. And of course, our listeners and callers, we're here for you every Thursday at noon live to answer your questions on Career Talk, Sirius XM Business Radio. If you're not already following me on Twitter, at Dr. Don Graham, you can catch me there. And of course, Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success has all the advice you will need to land that new job. We've enjoyed being with you here on Career Talk. We will see you next Thursday. Site from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.